What's good? What's good? What's good in the hood? And welcome back to another to another episode of the Good in the Hood podcast. Joined this week by another special guest, man, uh, the homie Audra, known as Pinky. If you if you saw the cast, one of the interview episode forty five, I mentioned the name Pinky a bunch a bunch about the link. And this is the person right here. This is this this is this is the amazing the amazing Pinky. You know I'm saying the the leading lady of BKC uh, Blink Canvas uh, Creators Network. Come on, you know you know you know. You saying? You saying? You, you holding it down? What up? What up? What up? I'm trying. Yeah, and we Appreciate and if you we saying. can. You you in a great women in you, the group. You in a great Miss <laughs> T uh, with with the, with the two queens of uh of BKC. Rest in peace, Tierra. Rest and, um, in peace. And uh, it's been it's been amazing this past year just seeing you evolve as a, as a creator more so. I remember you first became in BKC. You was like, I'm just a fan, just an observer. Like you stay. Mm-hmm. You always said that. I'm, I'm loving to see how you branched out. Into the forefront and wanted to hit, get your voice heard, your face seen, your opinions truly digested. I want, I want to kind of get your thoughts to introduce you, like to, to introduce you. I want to kind of get your thoughts on like your, your, your evolution this year. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have kind of taken toward the creative route and entrepreneurial route during the pandemic. But mm-hmm. uh, one particular thing that that sparked my um, my creative uh, endeavors, number one is all the bullshit that's been going on, uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Um, so that kind of, that sparked the the movement for social justice in my hometown, Ashland, Kentucky. And once I started doing that, I realized that people do like to hear my voice and they look to me for um, leadership. And I thought if I can be a leader in the community, why can't I be a leader in the creative world so that's when I started um, brainstorming with my cousin Carly and that's how what a crime to be alive came about um, I'd had probably two or three failed attempts at podcasting before this mm-hmm. and um, working with BKC and then just having so much time to myself at the crib I realized I couldn't you know tomorrow isn't promised I can't waste any more time I just gotta do it and that's that's pretty much how the evolution started and now I've always been like an opinionated person, but I kind of kept it to myself, and now it's like can't really bite my tongue. <laughs> and, and, and how how comfortable are you now at this point in this in this new this new mindset you have? Uh, uh, I'm pretty confident. There's there's some things that I need to work on, and some things that I need to improve with. But um, that's the main thing. I realize that I need to strive for improvement rather than perfection. So now that I realize that I'm constantly improved and that others around me are striving for improvement too and not perfection. And I see the behind the scenes stuff of like your show, Matt's show, other people's show. It's like, okay, okay. We're kind of all on the same plane here. We're kind of all trying to figure it out step by step. So I realized like, I don't, I don't have to have a perfect show. I don't have to edit out. We talked about it before every, um, and, uh, and and that, So um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable and confident. And uh, you mentioned you mentioned um, you're working Ashland with like of course Breonna Taylor incident happening in Kentucky. Um, uh-huh. w- w- with that with Ashland for change, what what's going on with it now? Um, how was the how was the atmosphere in Kentucky now post post well I guess post Breonna Ch- uh, Taylor um, trial? There was no conviction, but you know. Yeah, I try to I try to be optimistic but I'm also a realist. And um, I live in Lexington, Kentucky, but I've been back in Ashland for the most part since March to help out with my family. A lot of them are at risk for the virus and stuff. Mm. Um, so when I came back here, it was kind of a reminder of what I left. I left a community that isn't that diverse. I left a community that isn't that open-minded. And I don't want to bash where I'm from because it's a, it's it's what made me me. But... Mm-hmm. You have, I'd say, half of your people that, you know, the light bulb went off. I can't believe it took this long for people to realize that there's police brutality, that there's systemic racism. I can't believe that. But I'm glad that this half of people is willing to listen at least now. But you got your other half where it kind of reinforced their hate to see all these young people of color take a stand and speak out for themselves so the atmosphere um is promising it's encouraging 
but I think I'll notice the change isn't going to happen overnight. And um, I think we need to focus less on those people who are determined to misunderstand and focus more on those who are at least willing Absolutely. to have Absolutely. an open ear and an open heart, open conscious. So it's, it's, I wouldn't say that much has changed. Go ahead. Because like it's, it's with those people who are just stubborn in their ways, I feel like if time if, if we stay focused on the right ones over time, mm-hmm. the people who are stubborn will be the minority of it all. Right. The, the I feel the matter. same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. So how was how it balancing, of course, the social injustices and this crazy pandemic that we're in 2020? How was how that, that been in Kentucky? It, it's been tough for us personally at Ashton for Change just because we can't do a lot you know there's restrictions um social distancing masks we don't want to put anybody at risk so we've tried some things virtually we had a um a book club going we were reading the color of law um there were a few other books and we kind of had to pause it because yeah there's people interested but it's hard to keep everybody on the same page during covid when everything's on zoom um but we're we're trying to stay active in the community right now it's mostly just trying to uh, provide resources for those who do want to learn more, for those who do want to take action. Um, it's on pause, but we're trying to get those diversity and inclusion trainings in the schools. Um, we're gonna partner with the police department eventually to get something going on, whether that's, uh, I hate to say community dialogue because I feel like that's bullshit. Um, the NAACP here has been doing community dialogue years and a half, but, um when we held our march the chief of police was actually super helpful so we don't want to burn that bridge necessarily um but i mean we have lots of plans and march we've had um, food drives we had coat drives Uh, we've partnered with pride organizations to raise money um We've done a lot of stuff, just not quite got to the meat and potatoes because even city council meetings, you can't even go into the courthouse because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people in the courthouse got COVID. It's a small town and it's just circulating. So um, we, we're trying our best. We're keeping in contact, constant contact with the community. That's for sure. But when it comes to some of the initiatives we planned, it's kind of been postponed until outside open back up. And I know, like, dealing with everything going on in 2020, it, it's, it's super draining. Um, mental health is, yeah. like a, is also a main topic to focus on in 2020 because social injustices, mm-hmm. you got a whole pandemic, there's layoffs, there's so much stuff going on in the world. Like, how are you maintaining mental health and just just maintaining, like, you know, just clarity in the mind through all this? I've been, tr- been trying to keep myself busy, which I don't think is necessarily the best method. But, um, you know, podcasting, working with you all to get more ideas, to uh, grow BKC, um, collaborating with my people at Ashton for Change. You know, we're still trying to get a podcast off the ground. It's just this the sickness. The sickness has been, <laughs> it's been running amok. So we're, we're trying to get that podcast running off the ground. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with my younger cousin. He's one years old. Uh, babysitting, working, podcasting, reading. I just try to keep myself busy because if I sit here and think about everything yeah. that's going on, I know myself I'm going to shut off, I'm going to shut down, I'm going to isolate. And um, right now the the main method of dealing is just keeping my mind occupied. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I just saw someone say like something like uh, life is, is basically about suffering and just seeing how you can survive through it all. And it just, it's really an important thing to think about. Just like, life's gonna throw you many things. I'm saying you're gonna have to either mm-hmm. survive it or, or fall to it. And pushing through is definitely tough. It's definitely tough. And I've been honestly, just from the outside looking in, I can't be prouder, you know what I'm saying? Cause like you, the things you've been able to do during this year has been phenomenal. I wanna get into um, your podcast with your cousin, uh, What a Time, What a Crime to Be Alive. First off, the title. Mm-hmm. Is incredible. Uh, it's incredible title. What a crime to be alive. Uh, what what got you to to take that approach? Like to talk about like past crime and like historical, you know, these super like and you guys do like a super like investigative journalist kind of 
kind of thing with it? What, 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 what influenced you, what inspired you to take that approach? Well, number one, Carly, the uh, co-host and co-creator, she just had a baby and got married and um, she kind of fell into the, the postpartum funk, you know, the postpartum mm. depression. Felt like, you know, she didn't have much outside of being a wife and a mother and didn't have anything for herself, not a hobby. She's obsessed with true crime. She'll watch the documentaries. So she'll listen to the podcast 24-7. Me, on the other hand, um, I guess since I'm older, she's 23 and I'm 31, I kind of grew up on like the date lines and the 48 hours. So it wasn't so much the documentaries and the podcast. It was just those Friday night one to two hour series. And I always thought that was cool. I grew up watching those um, with my mom on Friday nights. And then as I got older and I don't want to go out to the clubs or the bars, I'd stay in and look forward to it and watch the Dateline. So um, she came to me. She's like, let's just do it. Let's just start the podcast. You know, you've been wanting to do a podcast. She tells me I'm obsessed with podcasts. (laughs) So um, we made a plan and we sat down and just plugged the microphone in and did the episode zero. And that was basically the trial run to see if we could even work the mic, to see if I knew how to edit, to see if I could get it to post. And um, we noticed people like instantly receptive and looking for it and wanting more because we did that episode zero and we still hadn't planned out episode one. And everybody's like, what's next? What's next? When's it coming? When's it coming? So um, we started researching. We started doing episodes every Thursday. And now we're at the point where we have a content calendar. We know who we're going to cover the next week. We know who we're going to cover the next few weeks throughout January. Um, and I just, it's, it's very interesting. And the thing about it is I kind of intertwine it with Action for Change. It has nothing to do with Action for Change, but Action for Change sparked my mission is that we need to bring light to some of these crimes, some of these hate crimes. You know, your Kendrick Johnsons, your Tamla Horsfords, because they keep they keep labeling these things as accidental and it's not accidental it's people of color getting murdered and then it getting covered up because they live in small white communities like who like me so that could be me brianna taylor could have been me you know i live in lexington she lived in louisville Sandra land yeah we're gonna do her too um and brianna even went to uk at one time so that could have easily been me you know i'm not trying to make this about me but it hits home. And when something like that happens in your home state and the, the person even went to your alma mater, it's like, yo, we need to bring light to this stuff. So while we cover a mix of everything, I make it a point to at least one episode a month, we're gonna cover one of these hate crimes. Whether they label it a hate crime or not, that's what we're gonna do. Um, and then the other thing is we're cousins, we're really close friends. The way we communicate, we just try to make each other laugh. And no, there's nothing funny about people getting murdered, raped, robbed, but our banter brings that comedic element. So while you're like down the dumps, like, dang, this is sad, a a joke might be cracked. And we're not making light of the situation, but it's that reprieve, like, okay, let's bring the mood back up. And then we'll go down again and bring the mood back back up. So we try to provide that balance and and an element that you don't typically see in true crime. So let's talk about the structure of it since we're here. Like, uh, talk about the research. Like, what what kind of what kind of new a new listener expect from uh, what a crime to be alive? So what we do is, um, first of all, we give we give credit to everybody and everything we pull our information come from. Um, every source is linked in the episode description, and when we're taking notes, we try to cite right then and there. You know, if we're going to be reading it out loud, we want to include the public name or the uh, police department's name or whatever. Um, so what we do is we typically spend about a week researching. Most of it is electronic. Um, we've done two local cases recently and we were able to grab resources from other people. Um, we were able to grab resources from the library, but um, we spend a week compiling our notes of research and then we compose a narrative. And most of it is read, but a lot of it is conversational too. So what we do is we give you a little background on the victims. Um, if it's one of the cases where the suspect has already been arrested or the suspect is known, we'll give you background on the suspect. We'll go through 
the incident, whether it was one murder or rape or a serial killer who's done it all over the place, we'll go through that and then we'll kind of give our take on it. And then at the very end, we'll have a local crime of the week. And that's usually where the comedic element comes in for sure, because um, I don't know how much you know about Kentucky, but my home in particular, about 10 years ago, there was a duct tape bandit Excuse me? who was trying to rob <laughs> a liquor store, a duct tape that was trying to rob a liquor store by concealing his identity by wrapping his head in duct tape. So we always try to find that silly crime to end wait, on like a high note. Hold like, on, hold on, yeah, all hold this, on. All this cra- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he tied his, his own face in duct tape? Yeah, he like basically left his eyes out and his mouth out and tried to rob a liquor store and his name was the Duct Tape Bandit. Did he do it more than once? <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to look it up and we'll probably <laughs> talk about it sometime soon. But I know it was at least yeah. one liquor store that's like right down the street from where I am right now. What kind of? Uh, see, that's, see that's, that's the South, so that means there's probably some good <laughs> meth involved. No, some well, meth yeah. involved. Yeah. <laughs> was... A- Ashland, Ashland isn't, Ash- I wouldn't say Ashland's necessarily Southern, but it's, it's like the Midwest South. It's that Midwest it's South. Yeah, that Midwest yeah. South vibe. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. I, so in, earlier you mentioned how your cousin said you listen to your podcast head. Um, I'm, I'm, you mentioned to me before, I think earlier this week actually, if not yesterday, you said that uh, you, you've been listening to more podcasts and music as of late. So I'm, I'm curious, what, what podcast in rotation for you right now? How many podcasts are you um, digesting? Uh, obviously, JBP, Joe Budden Pod, um, The Read. I listen to The Read a lot. The Read is actually the first podcast I listened to and made me want to get into podcasting. Mm. Um, I listen to Cocktails, Dirty Discussions. I dabble in Horrible Decisions. Um, Horrible Decisions and Cocktails, Dirty Discussions are kind of, they're similar. Um, I kind of lean more. It's a little are known but they're growing um there's uh you and matt i watch y'all on youtube uh true no views and good in the hood i watch y'all on youtube um i'll get into the drink champs every now and then yeah drink champs is good for every now and then Um, i can't think drink champs is good for every now and then (laughs) hour two hour nori be getting ripped (laughs) watching that evolution like i don't yeah, yeah, and that's when it's like I gotta pause it, you know. <laughs> Maybe I'll come back to it later. <laughs> oh man, um, that, that's that's amazing. Because I, I always want to ask you because like with what a crime to be alive is amazing as it is. Us, our, our conversations that we've had, I know there's so much on the culture in particular that I would love to hear Audrey talk about more. So like it's like mm-hmm. you mentioned, you mentioned the Ashton for Change podcast coming. Can you see yourself doing a cultural podcast? Uh, I think that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I had a few failed um, endeavors, and one number one, I think the reason why it failed is because me and the person um, we had this plan, we were getting it together. He had to move, and it was a couple of years ago. I I definitely didn't have any idea how to do the remote recording. Um, and another reason I think it failed is because I was trying to mirror the read almost exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the ultimate goal. You know, we wanted to talk about cultural things. We wanted to talk about music. We wanted to talk about um, the black community and society. We wanted to talk about things that affected our community specifically. Um, and the reason why I think I backed away from that a little bit because I didn't want to do it by myself. And um, I don't want to present myself as like a, a uh, like an expert so mm. I was trying to position myself right now as more of a podcaster and a creative and then branch out so I don't want to seem like I'm a music expert I don't want to seem like I'm a cultural expert I want to seem more of like a commentator yeah. um, so Spectre. I think if I, I kind of build my presence as a podcaster yeah and then branch out to that people would be like oh, okay she she ain't trying to present herself as the female joe button or the next to read she's doing her own thing just commentating um and yeah i do have a lot of opinions <laughs> about the culture 
and I think some of her are good and I think some of them will make people like scratch their heads like what would she say so um right now you know I'm collaborating with you um there's some people that we've met um on Clubhouse that I think I'll definitely collaborate with in the future and that's another part like I said establish myself as a podcaster establish myself as a collaborator and then branch out so it'll come Absolutely, absolutely. Um, mentioning mentioning Clubhouse, uh, this has been like, honestly, I never thought I would see myself in a world where I'm interacting still as much as I am with people outside of my circle. Like I remember, like back when we were, we were kids and doing um, like Black Planet or any kind of chat room, like talking to people we never seen. To be in the situation now with Clubhouse is interesting. Like man, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, it's, I'm, it's like I'm, like I'm a kid again in a sense, but in a very mm-hmm professional setting at times. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to hear, I, I hear your uh, your reaction to your first month, I believe now, of uh, Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse is like a hot topic, I guess. Yeah, so speaking of like our childhood, um, the internet stuff was easy. Chat rooms was easy to get sucked into. I'm yeah. speaking for myself specifically. Um, I had overprotective parents. So when my, when my uh, friends would be able to go out and do something, I always didn't get to do that. So for a while there, I was sucked into the, the internet and just like, it wasn't healthy. And But this was like junior high, beginning of high school. It wasn't healthy. So I backed away from all that, you know? And now as an adult, where I feel like I have a better grasp of things, where I feel like I have a better judge of character, um, I kind of re-immerse myself in it. And what I've noticed is, these people on the outside are more helpful and supportive than some of the people on the inside. Um, Me coming from a small town and once again, I'm not knocking my small town. Um, A lot of people don't have the same outlook on life as I do. They don't have the same um, outlook on creating your own platform as I do. So talking to these people on clubhouse, it's like, okay, we are a little bit more like-minded some of y'all know a lot more than I do, so I can learn from you all. You can learn from me. We can collaborate. We can trade um, resources. We can link up. We can build. And um, I like it, and I don't want to get too ahead of the, the conversation, but I've already noticed that I've had to pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, I think when, when you give every, well, it's still kind of exclusive because of the iPhone thing and the invite only, but when you give certain people a platform and a space to talk, kind of goes to their head. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so you're just pitching yourself at all times. You're not here to collaborate. You're not here to, you don't even have to collaborate on Clubhouse because there's rooms where you're just shooting the shit. And that's fun too, every now and then. But some people, it's just like, oh, you like to hear your own voice. Oh, you, you capping because I've even seen people I know in real life get in these rooms on these stages and it's like, Oh no, Oh no, this is not you. (laughs) This is not you. So it's a, it's a balancing act. Yeah. I think we might have some similar. Yeah. My first two, my first two weeks I was in love with the app. I was like, Oh, this is great. But then after a while I started realizing people were just starting to say like cliche ass things to come off as gems. Just to talk, I'm like, I'm, yeah. okay, this is too, this is too much. Or it'll be like rooms with like a hundred people on stage, you know. It's th- at that point, it's not really, it's, it's not, not really effective to me. Like what, what I love about it is when I'm able to go to a room with twenty, pe- twenty people on stage, maybe you know what I'm saying people are actually talk talking, and everyone gets a chance to like mm-hmm. give their two cents in a certain extent. Well, I'm not trying to just be nosy. At, at, the, at a certain point, it becomes I feel nosy. I'm just listening on a conversation right. right now. And that's just the only thing I don't like I was about talking it. Of course. To, what? I was just say, I was talking to my friend Chris. I added him to the BKC club. And we were just in our own, you know, little chat. And we were both saying that even the people are starting to speak the same. They're using the same tone, the same inflection, yes. taking yes. the same pauses at the, and I was like, "Wow, is this group think on a million trillion?" Yeah. Um, so I just try to, I try to check myself. Like, don't, don't feel like you got to do something a certain way just because you, these people are portraying it as that's the way it should be done. Nah, yeah. you know, 
So sometimes mm. you do got to check yourself if you don't have like a strong self sense of self. And it's definitely that, um, it's definitely those, some, of them, some of them rooms that feel like the cool table. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing, mm -hmm. I'm not back, I'm not going back to high school. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, right, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm okay on certain, certain right. rooms. And, but it's, it's, what I'm loving, what I love about it is the potential. Especially with us now having the BKC mm -hmm. um, club in there. Um, I think the, the, the homies, uh, Shante Miller and Gifted, they have the jumping off the stoop room and, mm -hmm. and club and, these kind of things are, are good. Are good. Are good things for networking. And I kind of want to get your take on, hear more of your take on like um, BKC Club and what we have going forward with that. So um, we created the club. We established the rules yesterday. We're bringing people in slowly but surely. We're planning, you know, the recurring rooms, um, stuff like that. But I think what will be beneficial for us and that what sets us apart is we are from every avenue of creation you know we have artists like uh music artists we have producers graphic designers podcasters um like we're opening it up i'm sure we'll get some uh some poets some models uh matthew even dabbles in photography photographers um, and everybody's from all over. You know, we already have a strong presence um, on Facebook in Canada, um, all over the states, not so much the West Coast. That's something I think we should try to build. Yeah. Um, we have Whitney over in the UK. So it's, it's a group of like-minded individuals from all over doing all types of different things with the sole purpose to, I think, to help one another, you know? Absolutely. Um, we're all about building and we're all about collaboration and bouncing ideas off of one another, offering um, constructive criticism and mm. collaborating. You know, there's, there's been a lot of crossover already. So I think our, our clubhouse will be, um, it won't be the cool kids table. It won't be the popular kids. It won't be um, these debate rooms every night. We're cracking up but it's not going to be just one of those um is kevin hart funny you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> we might yeah, do that yeah, every yeah. now and then yeah me and vic um, might do one of those just like, just me, and vic, shit, but me, it, me and vic might <laughs> have a couple debates on there yeah because <laughs> it's off natural and see that's and, and that's the thing yeah yeah that it's natural it's not yeah. let's make this club title to get noticed and get people to come in and let's go viral no that's not it Absolutely. That's not our vision. And I don't see Absolutely. anyone, any of the admins going in that direction. And I think we're trying, like I said, we're trying to be selective about who we bring in, not because we want it to be exclusive, but we want the, the, um, the products, the services, the uh, creation to be at the forefront. Not us specifically, not like, let's get famous. We want the art to be, you know, the focus. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, that's a, that's a great word to use there, famous, right? Because when, when I look at my podcast and my goal with my podcast, I don't think fame is my goal. I was kind of curious with you, like, because we, we talk about fame a lot as far as just celebrities in, in general. Um, mm -hmm. with, with the, idea, the, the idea of fame, does that ever enter your mind with your podcast? No. Monetization does, exactly. but not fame. You know, and, and I think you can be a personality without necessarily being famous. I don't want to be famous. I like yeah. privacy. I don't it's want, likewise. you know, I, <laughs> like even, even right now, I'm going back and forth between making my um, Instagram public. Right now it's private. I have so many pictures on there of my family. I have so many pictures of kids. And I'm not trying to get too deep, but like you don't know who's out there and who's going to be looking at these pictures of these kids. You know, I'm all about my little cousins. I don't want, you know, I don't want my anybody to know like who my mom like. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. because people are crazy, and then yeah. once you get some what of a following, people can you know become obsessed, or even people that might not like me in my personal life, like the Ashley for Change stuff. I've already been targeted by people. I don't want. I don't want that to affect anybody but me. 
So that's why I don't want the fame. I don't want that attention. I don't want to bring it on other people in my life. I just want a little bit of money <laughs> and that's I want it. to provide something that people like, that people Absolutely. enjoy, you know? Absolutely. That's why I think it is about BKC that is special. So I don't think, just just from knowing the key components in there, from me, you, um, Matt, Vic, Rashawn, Whitney, like everyone, everyone, Chris, um, everyone that we have in there, we're, we're all doing different things. And I don't see any of us looking for fame. We're just looking to build a community and build build our brand. Now, build, I think building our brand is just building a business, and fame is right. necessary for a business to grow. And that's that's a that's a that's a great way to put it that you did. And um, I, I want to get your take because we're talking about fame on like celebrities. You mentioned Clubhouse. You mentioned Kevin Hart for a second there. Um, we we've seen how like celebrities put themselves on these pedestals, and 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 um and we allow it in a sense. We've seen it with, with <laughs> politics. Now we've seen it now with something like Clubhouse. I want to get your take on the on, on the Kevin Hart Clubhouse situation before we get any deeper. Um, Kevin Hart went on went on Clubhouse to defend his special. Um, and defend his remarks about um, about his daughter doing whole whole behavior, whatever, whatever she did, and um, yeah, I kind of want you to take on on the, on the, out, on the outlast that he caught. Okay, so um, I did see most of the special and the contra the controversial comment or the controversial bit. That's one part of that I did see, and I laughed. Yeah. I I I laughed. I'm a woman. I'm a woman who um, wants other women to be on top. I want equal pay. I want, you know, some gender roles to be kaput, you know. But at the same time, I realize that man is a comedian and an entertainer. Um, and there's been tons of other comedians who have said worse stuff. Um, <laughs> but I also, on, on, this, on the same side of the token, is I can see how it can be perceived as being harmful because there is a over-sexualization of black girls, particularly younger black girls. So when he uses language like ho, I can see how it is harmful, but I laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I also understand it's comedy. So for me, I'm kind of neutral. Um, but when it comes to Kevin Hart in particular, and I don't know if you want to go there, um, dude doesn't take accountability for anything. He doesn't. Like everything, if, if you doesn't. say if you say one thing about him that he disagrees with, or maybe he has a different opinion, it's instant being defensive. And I understand that's his life's work, and it's something yeah. to be defensive about. Um, and he could just be a a sensitive person, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But like almost everything that that is leaked from his personal life or leaked from his comedy, it's like uh, um. I said it and I'm not going to apologize and it's your fault for interpreting that way. And I'm a comedian and I'm a millionaire and da 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 da. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. bro. Like, yeah, and, and he always flips it into the, the, the white man does it. We ain't talking about the white man. Let's focus on our community right absolutely. now. Quit trying to deflect. That's my main issue. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like the, um, the natural comparison that comes to mind immediately when, a, when Kevin Hart is brought up, happens to be Dave Chappelle because they, they're about the same age range and similar success. Um, but when Dave, when Dave Chappelle says something controversial, he kind of owns it. He says, yeah. it's going to offend some people. It, it's going to offend you. But I'm, I'm going to say it because I'm real. While Kevin Hart, I feel like he doesn't try to offend. And when whenever he does offend someone, he plays the victim role. And I just – that makes it makes it very you know it's kind of annoying actually it's it's actually kind of annoying like I remember when the um the Oscar thing happened with him and uh -huh. old tweet was brought back from like 2008 when he said if his son was gay he disowned his son or something to that extent and he said I apologize for that ten years ago like nigga that's not the, that's, not, that's not what's happening right now like just, just say you know what I'm saying hey right I was wrong for that I was wrong for that and move on or whatever like. Kevin, Kevin Hart wants to look wants, wants to be looked at holier than thou, and it's very interesting because most celebrities have this. We've seen like someone you hate, someone that not hate, but someone you dislike a lot. Someone who I'm a mm -hmm. huge fan of, Kanye West, is a perfect example of Kevin. Oh Hart, yeah, of a Kevin Hart, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, so, someone who just thinks they are, you know, saying, on the pedestal. 
and deserve to be looked at upon that way. And it's going to remind you constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with Kevin, um, with Kevin and the Dave, let's go back to the Kevin and Dave Chappelle. Like you said, Dave owns it. But also Dave is adamant about privacy and he lets us know almost every time he goes public something that he hates the same. He hates it. You know, yeah. um, Kevin on the end, I think they have different trajectories. You know, Kevin yeah. wants to be that household name. Kevin yeah. wants to be the entertainer of the year in every category, whether it's acting, comedy, uh, you know, I'm an entertainer of your businessman of the year, not Dave. And uh, that's where, that's where, you know, the difference is to me. And, but I feel like you can't have it both ways. I wish you could have it both ways, but when you're in the public eye and you're wanting more, um, you gotta be receptive to the criticism or at least be aware of what's coming to you. Um, I thought it was dumb that somebody went through and dug through. I don't like that digging through someone's past for tweets. I don't like that. Yeah. I do think the statement was wrong. You know, I don't, you know, I'm a big yeah. ally to the gay community. So I don't, I didn't like that he said that, but going back 10 years, just so he won't be able to host the Oscars. Yeah. That's, that was wild. that's crazy stuff, that you know? Wild. That's crazy. I do think he should be held accountable for stuff that he does and says, and that he should be receptive to it and realize that, you know, it's critique. It's not just tearing a black man down. Um, but, you know, that just comes with it. That comes with fame. Uh, with Kanye, <laughs> I do feel like Kanye at one point deserved to be on a pedestal because mm -hmm. what he did, at least for me, like I said, I'm 31, what he's done for music um, and what he continues to do is stuff that I don't think we've seen. I don't think you and I have seen. I think he's been very unique. And I've said it before. I don't know if it's been on the podcast or what, but um, he's artistic genius. You know, he's brilliant. I've always said he's, even after the Taylor Swift stuff, I remember defending him. Like, he's a genius. I don't care. I didn't like that he got up on stage drunk and <laughs> did that. But, you know, he's a genius. He can do what he wants. But now his genius is like hurting the people that supported him the most. And that's what I don't like. Um, and I don't hate the dude. I feel like he's very in tragedy. And, um, you know, mental health is real. And he has his, his um, illnesses. But he almost has this, well, not almost, he does have this larger than life um, ego and persona. And now it seems like the art isn't at the forefront. It's mostly like me, me, me. I'm married to a Kardashian. I, uh, that sounded weird. Um, I design clothes and I'm the best. And everyone he looks up to is like an old white man. Oh, I just, I don't know. I just, it just seems really weird. It just seems really weird. Yeah, um, he's, um, and I don't he's think he's responsible with what he does and says. I, I don't think he thinks about who's listening all the time. Absolutely, he's he's definitely a, a one the like a poor kid who got into Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and wanted to be Willy Wonka still after seeing all the bullshit. Like it's like how can you work behind the scenes, like to be somebody who's been behind the scenes in the industry that long and to still idolize some of those those old white guys? It just it's it's kind of heartbreaking. I can't I can't lie. Like to still it's idolize just, it's like just a, weird, you know? Like, why, it's just why do you weird. idolize? Like you don't have. You don't have anyone Walt you Disney? look up to that looks like you. <laughs> Why would you idolize Walt Disney? Are you just Walt Disney it? and Steve Jobs? You know, innovators, ultimate yeah. creators. But like, like it, you don't, could, you don't <laughs> idolize anybody who looks like you at all. He could, like, he at least you don't want to idolize. He looks like he could, you. He, he could at least say George George Carver Washington one time. George Washington <laughs> Carver one time. Like George Washington Carver just one time, please. Just give me okay. one black inventor. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah moving on, moving on from Kanye and Kanye's idiocracy. I definitely want to get your brief brief uh, comments on saying what's happening on January twenty first. You know, January twenty first gonna be a big day, first day of a new regime. <laughs> um, uh, to talk about this semi, I'm not gonna say victory, but like at least it's a victory because he's gone. Just talk, talk right. about your reaction when uh when. When we finally heard, I think it was yesterday, it was finally announced that he conceded. Uh, so, like, how, mm -hmm. how does it feel to know that that the, 
at least a big chunk of bullshit is out of our life. <laughs> like at least just that guy being in charge of anything <laughs> that we care about. So like I said, I try to be optimistic, but I'm a realist. Um, I think that the best the best thing is that Trump is gone because that's an evil man. Evil. And I know when people hear me say this, they're going to say, well, what about Biden? Biden crime bill. Da, 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 da. You know how many black senators also signed that crime bill? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for Biden. I'm not trying to. He wasn't my candidate of choice. I didn't vote for him in the primary. Yeah. I, you know. Okay. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know why we can't get. I don't know why we went. Bernie's right there, guys. Just push the button. Well, America's not ready for that type of socialism but um yeah. I, I do i'm aware of what biden and kamala have been a part yeah. of yeah. but i don't think either one of them are like inherently evil and i think trump's an evil man um, yeah, like, who's like very me, self-serving like for me when it comes to kamala um and even in some regards like in the history we talk about bill clinton in retrospect like some of the things that these people have done that are deemed evil, I more so credit because the political system is so evil that I'm actually saying this person is evil and Bill Clinton and Kamala Harris wanted to put millions of black people in, in jail. I'm more so like honest, as evil as they are really, they probably are like, Bill Clinton's probably a pretty, a pretty much an asshole, right? But, <laughs> but like at the same time, I don't think he literally thought that one day yeah, all the blacks go to jail. I feel like it was in the Congress at hand or whatever laws were there were pr pressured on them and they just had to do it. And that's because this, the system is so, yeah, uh, just is so focused on oppressing us. Yeah, well, how I, I try to look at it as is they didn't create the system, but so, they aided they, in they upholding aided, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. system. Um, but <laughs> the thing about Kamala is, and you know you have your hoteps um who hate the representation idea but for me yeah. what i think about is whenever um we started asking for change i had conversations with my grandmother and another member had conversations with her grandmother we're both biracial and these are our black grandmothers my grandmother was telling me about the amusement park 20 minutes away back in her her day there was only one day a year that they were allowed to go only one day a year they were allowed to go to the amusement park so all the black people in the tri-state area would go um you know they had like one day a month to use the swimming pool because after they used it they would drain it um there was like one day a week they could go to the movies maybe one day a month they could go to the skating rink um so for me that representation sits in Oh, 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 I left that apart. So my, my homegirl, Chantel, she was talking to her grandmother while we were planning the march. And her grandmother was like, I just don't understand why y'all are doing this. You know, if because she's an old, older woman. You got to remember how she grew up. She grew up in segregation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just leave them alone, if you just stay in your place, everything will be fine. Yeah. And then um, she said she was actually in the grocery store one day with her grandmother and they saw this older white man. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen in so long. And her grandmother used to work for his family and she helped raise that guy. You know what I'm saying? So it hit close to home for us to know that our relatives supported us, but didn't quite understand why we were doing it. So now that this woman, Kamala, I know she's only, um, you know, half black, but when they see someone who kind of looks like them, they see that she finally made it to them. You don't know how many years they have left. Our grandmother's in her 80s. You don't know how many years she has left. But to, for her to see that, it came full circle for her. I know that means a lot to her. She never thought she would see this in her lifetime. Whether Kamala locked up, you know, millions of black men or not, she didn't think she would see somebody in the vice presidency that looked like her. So I think that representation factor is important. Um, it doesn't make up for everything. But like I said, I'm trying to look at the bright side. These are baby Absolutely. Absolutely. steps. The, the change that me and you want, ain't, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Like but say, we can work towards it. I say all the time in regards to Obama. Like Obama was not the greatest president in the world. But at the same time, 
what Obama represented for him to be a black man, eight years in that office with no scandals. Um, he, of, of course, he couldn't get everything done that he promised, but literally he did get done. Like, I don't think they wanted him to get that done. Like, so right. he get, like, it, it just speak, it speaks volumes to me. I think that makes him, for me, like, the number one, number two or three president for like impact ever, if not number one. <laughs> it's, it's, mm-hmm. Him, him, JFK, FDR, yeah. maybe, maybe Lincoln. Like you know, like it's like, yeah. It's like it's like what Pac said. You know, Obama, Kamala, me, Juice. We might not be the ones to change the world, but we might spark the mind yeah. that ends up yeah. changing the world. So that's why I think these little victories are important, and I think we'll be able to hold Joe and Kamala more accountable than. Trump, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like Trump exactly. wasn't trying to work with nobody. Exactly. Um, Biden, Biden knows why he got. Biden knows why he got elected. Biden knows he'd not get elected if black people didn't and vote. He's already making questionable choices, and we're already at his throat. So yeah. you know that they see yeah. it, and I like I said, it won't be perfect. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's a small step. And quickly, you mentioned you mentioned two, uh, a great Tupac quote there. Like Tupac also like going back to your grandmother and her grandmother. Not not everything they'll see a black a female black vice president. Like Tupac mm-hmm. was 20, 20, what twenty four when he died. He he made a song saying he never see a black president. So like mm-hmm. that just I'm saying that, that I never thought when I was like in high school that I didn't think, when I voted for Obama the first time I, never, I didn't think he had really, a real chance of winning. John McCain was a war yeah. vet, you know like. It was no chance of going with Yeah, that's mind. the thing. You were in high school, and I was in my first year of college, and I was in my sociology class, and my professor was black. And we were talking about, you know, sociology, of course, but we were also talking about the election because it went into the lesson. And um, she went around the room and asked, you know, do you think, do you think we're going to have a black president? And I said, no. I said, no, I don't. I said, I know who I'm voting for, but no, I don't think anybody else is going to vote for him. <laughs> You know, and then we saw it. It's like, oh, yeah. My my grandmother had a picture of that man above her mantelpiece until the day she was gone. Like, like very Barack Obama next to her her late husband. Like, just that was the pictures. Mine does too. I'm saying, like, (laughs) on the mantle. I'm saying, like, that was as 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 a big moment. Like, regardless, and um, I I definitely want to hear your thoughts because we mentioned them briefly. Um. What are your thoughts on the, the Trump trend coming coming back and another another celebrity becoming president in the future? That celebrity being Kanye West. I mean, I, <laughs> Kanye, Kanye, I just, Kanye. I wish Kanye. But listen, Kanye already. I feel like Kanye already changed the world with his art. I do. Yeah. Like, I already yeah, think he's yeah. changed the world with his art. I think the way, well, he changed the music industry, but I also think he changed the world. He made, he made vulnerability uh, popular. He's brought mental health back to the forefront. Um, so I think he doesn't need to lead us <laughs> as a nation, but I still Absolutely. think he can lead us culturally. Um, Right now, I just feel like he has a lot that he needs to deal with, um, and maybe he doesn't need to deal with it in the public eye. But I mean, that's Kanye; he's gonna do what he wants to do. Um, what What does it say to you? And about obviously, America? you know, I, I also. What does it say to you about America that celebrity that celebrity can get you that much power possible? That's in fact, that's even the idea. I hate it. <laughs> um, I. I feel like America, um, we, we've always been told that, you know, we're the, um, what, what, what am I thinking of right now? Uh, the American dream. Everybody yeah. wants to come here to live the American dream. White um, everything's possible here. Uh, all that. And I think some of us kind of let that go to our heads and we just think, you know, we're number one superior we know everything and um you put these we put these celebrities on these pedestals and we think you know we look at their instagram and you know they got the money they got the cars they got the clothes um 
everything about their life seems perfect. Why wouldn't they be the perfect leader? And it's like, no, they're just, we're not going to have our worst moment on a public platform. So they aren't either. So we're falling, I feel like some of us are falling for the uh, facade. And um, mm. these people with money, they can get their message out there. Um, I think some of the best minds don't have the resources to get their ideas out there, to get their, um, to display the leadership qualities that they do have. And we just go towards what we see every day. I'm a big LeBron James fan and I admire his um, effort to get people to vote, but like he doesn't always speak for me. Even we agree on so much. He doesn't always speak for me. You know, even if I do agree with him nine times out of 10, I don't think he should speak for me. So I don't, I don't know why Americans are so comfortable with letting people speak for them just because they have money. Again, taking it back to Clubhouse a little bit, and like this kind of echoes your point because we're in these rooms where like even like a Joe Budden, a, 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 a Jermaine Dupree, whoever else is like in these rooms talking. It, it, I think it kind of even more so validates what you just said. These are just people. Like, <laughs> like these are just people who have opinions, who have thoughts, and who say shit. Nothing about that means you should be um, a, authority, a voice of a people. Right. Like just because you have wealth or you, because you have some notoriety, does not make your make your opinion valid. And that's important to say. Right. Yeah, and but I mean, I do see that there are celebrities who yeah. um, might be better suited than than a Kanye. I, yeah, Kill I can't Mike. really name them off the top Kill of my Mike. head, but like. Yeah, like I could see him leading uh, Georgia, leading Atlanta. I don't know if he would lead the whole nation, but Killer right. Mike is, is a good yeah. one. I, um, I could see Killer Mike being a mayor somewhere. That's a good example. Yeah, I can't think of many right now. Yeah, not, spot, too many. But, um, They're not too many. Not too many. I would be like, you know what? <laughs> You're president. I can't. It's too many of those. Yeah, a lot of these le- celebrities can still lead us, but they don't necessarily yeah. have to lead us politically. Like, you know, uh, the NBA, for example, how they've handled the pandemic, how they've handled social justice, they definitely deserve their applause. You know, a lot of people say it's just because of money. You know, they're only letting them do this because of money. But I mean, the the bubble thing, obviously, you can't implement that everywhere, but somebody can learn from it. You know, that's an idea that we can learn from and maybe apply in smaller communities or, you know, whatever. That doesn't mean that LeBron needs to be president. And I'm not saying that anybody said that LeBron needs to be president, but the way it's the NBA soon. and him are leading, you know, Some, someone's <laughs> going to say it. Someone's going to say it. Lead us somehow. Someone's going to say it soon. Yeah, but <laughs> it's going to be brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like staying kind of in pop culture, I got to know before I get you out of here, what is Audra listening to? Because one thing about Audra is she has some interesting taste in music. I don't even think it's that interesting. I mean, I, 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 I just, I just hate one artist that you like. I only hate one artist you like. Hate? It's a hate? Yeah, I hate that one artist, yes. Who? We talked about it before the show. So Mariah? Can I stand Mariah Carey? Hold on, why do you hate? Hate is a strong word. There's not one Mariah Carey song that I listen to, willingly. But you also, listen, Christmas yeah, you're right. We, ain't, we, might not, we might have to have a whole different episode on this. I'm not even okay. Number one, Mariah <laughs> Carey of all time. You know, I have, I have an all time. It's Mariah, it's Pharrell, it's Pac, and that three. That's that's like my trinity. That's, 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 and it's not two of those are incredible. The best artists two, ever. Two of those are very incredible. I, it's not because I think they're the best artists ever. It's because I enjoy them the most. See, I don't try to dub somebody the best just because I like them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right oh, now, no, oh, no problems, oh, no problems. <laughs> uh, right I now, I gotta ask you, CJ in rotation. Okay, go ahead. Okay. No, but after after we do this, I want to ask you about what? the um about the Ashanti and um Keisha Cole battle after this. I'm gonna ask you about okay. that. Um, so I'm looking at my phone. Like I said, I've been on podcast heavy. Um, a little bit of the Saint John. Uh, Juicy J, let's see. Uh, I do got a couple tracks off Burden of Proof. Um, what else? A couple tracks off uh, the Two Chains. So help me God. 
Um, let's see. I have a couple tracks off the new Magnus Stallion, but you know, that it's all right. You know, I didn't um, hear that. You know, I've never heard that. I know. Like I said, <laughs> we had a whole a whole nother episode about these female artists. Um, I have, I have a new playlist out. I have a new playlist out for the, all my favorite female rappers. It's a dope playlist. I'm going to put it in the description. It's an amazing uh, playlist. Lucky Day. Lucky Day is fire. Okay. Yeah, I said Jill Scott. So some old stuff from Jill Scott, some old stuff from Mariah. I found this bomb playlist on YouTube. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Sir. You know, it's not necessarily anything new, but Sir stays in rotation. Uh, there's a group out of Kentucky called Down to Mars. Um, they're pretty dope. They just released a single called Kombucha. Um, but yeah, you know, most most of my stuff is older. Most of my stuff is like a Sade, Jill Scott, Mariah. I've been, um, been listening to Sade all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Shade, so I like Shade. I like a lot of older stuff still. What what, what is um, your thoughts on um, on current R and B and the sound of it? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to sound like a hater. There definitely is a lot of R&B out there that doesn't get the shine that it deserves. So yeah. that's why I'm, I might be missing some of it and I don't take the time yeah. to dig for it. But I feel like a lot of the R&B artists can't really sing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> majority kind of, majority of the ones that majority the ones in the spotlight, yeah, like all the ones in the spotlight for the most part sound the same because that's all engineering work. Like Summer Walker, I love her music. That's all engineering work. Like it's 100% engineer, like. But like your your lucky days, your divisions, your Snow Allegra's. I fuck with them heavy. I, yeah, I forgot yeah, to mention yeah. Snow. I listen. I listen to Snow all the time. She just puts me in my feelings, so I gotta take a break. Giveon is my favorite R and B album of the year. Giveon's album. I like him amazing. too. It's pretty like amazing album. So like staying on R and B, like is a new new verses coming soon. Uh, verse uh, uh, Shanti versus Keisha Cole. Uh, I got killed. I got killed in our group chat by Vic because I just don't think that battle is. Uh, uh, it's cool. It's a cool battle, but I don't think the, like it's, I think at a certain point or at the beginning, it's gonna be a bunch of songs that are just like meh. They have some big songs, but it's a bunch of songs. I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be like meh. I don't care about these songs. No, nah, you don't agree. I can't stand y'all do that meh shit. Meh. I can't stand it. Oh. Meh. <laughs> No, it actually cracks me up. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be a good, well, I'm a woman. Number one, I'm a woman. Uh, I don't know if them songs are going to hit you the same way they hit me. Man, so I, love, I love love. love. I love the, the Keisha Cole love joint. I love uh, I Should Have Cheated. I love a few of them. Mm -hmm. But outside yeah. of that, it gets um, kind of kind of shaky. <laughs> I think, well, and and Vic did bring this up. I can't remember who he brought it up to. If he's even in the chat, but that last night with Diddy, bam, that hit so yeah, that's, hard. That's a, that's a joint. That's a that's a so win. hard. That's a win. And then um, Ashanti, she has some good ones too. But I feel like most of her, um, I don't want to sleep on her. But a lot of her hits are, uh, yeah, she's on the hook. She's a feature. Um, but she yeah. did write the J Lo stuff that were major hits, so she has that in her bag. That's she. Um, and then she has. No, it's not. You can't. Wrote, I, it, you can't play a song. Now, and no, and like she that. sang it. Listen, here's the. As long as she sang, she sang it. It's the cool. vocal, the vocal, her vocals are on those songs. Okay, but just like for me, like when um when the Neo battled when Neo battled uh, John T. Austin, it was cool to play the songs that he wrote because dude was a writer. But like if you like, Keisha Cole ain't got right. Those were some Keisha of Cole my favorite, favorite battles. Yeah, same here. She does supposedly. I don't know about them. I think Keisha. I think Keisha. I think Keisha Cole should have battled K Michelle. Oh, see, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. No, nah, like I was oh, like, like, like last night. Okay, not K, K Michelle. No, nah, K Michelle. I can't no. handle Keisha. K Michelle. No. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Keisha. I'm sorry, Keisha. I'm sorry, that's disrespectful. I can't name a Kate Michelle song. I ain't gonna do, I ain't gonna do Keisha Cole like that. Keisha Cole should have battled Tiana Taylor. No, you think Tiana Taylor ain't got it? You don't think so? No, I think Tiana should. I think, well, I don't know if she should have a versus yet. And if she does it, I don't think it should be a Keisha. I don't oh, think it should Tiana, be a Keisha. Tiana Taylor retired. What's your thoughts on that? 
I know we was laughing um, at it in, in, the, in, the, in the post. Yeah, y'all was like, every time I post something, anything to do with the female, y'all just ridicule me. Um, no, Tiana Taylor retiring when it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Oh, it is. It is. Well, I mean, that's what I expect from Tiana, from the, the personality <laughs> that she lets us see every day. Um, yeah, I mean, and she's also, she, and this isn't a bad thing, but she's always shown us her emotion. And she has been, you know, fucked over a couple times when it comes to Kanye, when it comes to Def Jam. Yeah. Like, her releases have been botched. Her music's been put on hold. Um, she didn't hear her album until it dropped. Retiring, though. She didn't hear her album until <laughs> yeah. it dropped. That was crazy. Kanye, Kanye is the wildest nigga in the world. <laughs> what? I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back. I think, she, I think she'll be back, but I think she wants out that contract, whatever she's in. I think she wants, like, give me to Rick Ross. Give me some. Give me to someone else. <laughs> give me away Somebody. from this crazy guy. This crazy guy is ruining uh. my sound. <laughs> But no, like back to the versus thing. I think, like the Jonta, uh, Jonta Austin and um, the Dream and Sean Garrett. Those were some of my yeah, favorite yeah, battles. Are... Because I'm I'm into I'm not an expert, but I'm into like songwriters and producers. Yeah. Like who was who was behind the you know who was behind Absolutely. the scenes doing the stuff. Um, those are better. Those are better to me because you get to hear different artists. Like when when Hit Boy versus Boy Wonder happened, mm-hmm. I got to hear. Hit Boy play Beyonce, him, 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 Drake. I guess different sounds. Well, it's just like rapper versus rapper, singer versus singer. It's the same voice. That's, a, that's and a, also like a reminder sometimes, like, oh, they did write that, and yeah, then you're jamming yeah. and you're lost in the moment, and you go back to the time. So, I think it'll be a decent battle. Um, yeah. And I, I can't. Okay, so if Keisha, you said Keisha against. Uh, Tiana or K. Michelle. So who would be the better opponent for Ashanti then? Sierra. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's not even a nah. I just didn't think of it. Uh, that would be that would be that would Sierra and Ashanti the same person. They have the same career. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. It's the same career. It's the same career. Only difference is Sierra found Russell Wilson eventually. Same career though. Same career. I mean, my, minus the Ja Rule hooks. No, minus the ja, solo career. Like the Ja Rule hooks give Ashanti, I guess, an advantage. But I'm going to feel bad for Keisha Cole when she's just playing her music and then J Lo comes on. That's unfair as hell. <laughs> I, think it'll be, I think it'll be more balanced than you think it's going to be. I, it probably will I, be. It probably will be. Because I, I, thought, I thought Monica and Brandy was going to be a blowout. So I was I was entirely wrong. And the um the uh the battle between Vic and Skeet when you said you didn't know what the bay was gonna bring and then we I, I feel like mo- both of us were on there the majority of the time. And that was a good ass battle. That was a good I'm ass still, battle. I'm still mad and there's as some Vic. stuff played that I didn't even realize was coming no, out of Oakland. No, Vic dropped, Vic dropped, <laughs> Why? Vic, I, I ain't gonna tell Vic yet. Vic dropped the ball. I forgot, I forgot to mention this to him. He dropped the ball. I don't know what Vic was playing some of them rounds. Like, what is this? What are you doing? He was showing the, he was showing the diversity of the music. He had, he had the Temptations. He ain't playing Temptations not at all, I don't think. I don't think so either. I'm saying he could have played my girl and just been over with. He would drop the mic. I feel like his mission was different. I feel like his mission yeah. was to show the uh, diversity yeah. and that you'd be like, oh, didn't know that came out of Detroit. But um, shout out to, to Skeet. Like that Skeet. one, that person. I told Skeet, I, to, I told Skeet to play um the I Don't Fuck With You by Big Sean and E40. But I guess E40 is not technically from Oakland. So he was like, I can't do it. I said, Oakland. oh, all right. Okay. Well, morals. I, I respect yeah, the moral he, code. He held you strong say? to the Oakland only. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he held the moral code down no too short. <laughs> he brought out the Pointer Sisters. He brought out In Vogue. That's what but, I, was like, oh. yeah, I was like. Oh shit! I forgot Keisha Cole was from Oakland. I'm like, all right, all right. I forgot yeah, Kalani. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Skeet did yep. his research. Yeah, he, he came through. That was hard. That was hard. So if, if you guys follow BKC, we will be having like versus battles, like in with playlists or like on live in the future. Just check us out on Facebook, man. And uh, before I get you out of here, uh, Audrey, I want you to go ahead and plug plug everything you got going on. It's too too many things for me to remember on top of my head. I can't, I can't lie to you. <laughs> okay, so the uh, the number one thing right now is what a crime to be alive. It's what a crime pod on Facebook. 
Instagram and Twitter. We're on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google. We're on Anchor. If you go to Anchor, that'll give you the rest of the DSPs. I think Overcast, Breaker, uh, Pocket Cast, all of those. Um, we try to keep it between about 40 minutes to an hour, so it's not an all-day listen. Um, we try to keep it informative. We try to stand up for those whose voices get muted a lot, and we try to make you laugh. Um, so check us out. We got an episode coming up this week, and then I think we'll take maybe a Christmas break, and we'll be right back. Um, there's also Ashlyn for Change, and that's Ashlyn's for Change. Um, I'm going to tell him to put it in the description box because I'm not spelling for all that, but it's Ashlyn for Change on... Ashlyn for Change on Instagram and then Ashlyn for Change on Twitter. Um, it is basically a community organization. We are filing the paperwork now to get official nonprofit status, but what we want to do is provide a platform for marginalized voices in Appalachia, particularly the Black community. But you know, we rock with our Hispanics, our Asians, um, LGBTQIA. Um, it's, it's a very rural area. And there's not a lot of diversity, but there's people here getting in the positions to do the work. Um, and we're just here for basically to raise awareness, to fight any injustice, and mostly just to educate the community and provide those resources that people need in order to be allies. And that's it for now. I might have some more things in the works, but I'll keep y'all updated. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, once again, thank you for uh, plugging me with uh, the Homie Cast. Wonder for that episode 45. Dope interview, dope conversation. And uh, check out yeah, Homie's uh, album, Prayables. Very, very dope project. Uh, please follow the podcast, Good in the Hood Pie, on Instagram, Good in All Hoods on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at JuiceJVP with a bunch of wild, wild opinions. And on Instagram at Juice in the Hood. I forgot. Pinky taught me. Pinky Talk Pinky on Talk Twitter me. and Instagram. And speaking of Kaz, Kentucky. UK. All day, all day. UK. All day. Do not yes, ever there's black do, people here. Ne- never mention the word Louisville to to uh, to all Kaz. It gets ugly. It gets ugly you, you, you can you can talk about Louisville, the city, but University of Louisville, the athletic department. You know what my beef with Louisville is? My, I, have a, I have a huge beef with Louisville. Why is there escort? Oh man, you know stuff is pronounced <laughs> different everywhere. <laughs> that that really bothers me. Like, it, like I know, I know, for Chicago, with Illinois, silent. the Illinois S is silent, but the Illinois S Illinois at the Louis. end of the word, the the Illinois West at the end of the, the end of the word, like Louis, it should, it should be Louisville. It's Louisville. No, it's Louisville. It's Louisville. And then, then y'all and put an A in like there. Where did A it's come from? Louisville. You just put an A in there. We we in Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville. In Kentucky, that's how we say stuff. L O U A V A. Or if if <laughs> if you super white, it's Louisville. Oh man, that sounds like Minnesota. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of Fargo. That sounds like Minnesota. <laughs> but thank you all. It's been a pleasure as always talking to you. We're gonna talk again probably in the next hour or so. So probably in the chat. So I appreciate you yep. being on here. Uh, a huge part of BKC. And once again, please follow BKC. That's Blank Canvas Creatives on Instagram at BKC Network, on Twitter at BKC Network. Just type in Blank yep. Canvas Creatives on in YouTube. You can see us do BKC Roundtable Talks. I've done multiple of those with Audra um, and a host of others uh, from, the, from, the, from the crew with Chris, Matt, Vic. Shout out to the whole gang. Skeet, uh, Papa C, dope, dope, dope bunch of people we got over there. And the future's bright for us, man. I'm, I'm loving what we got cooking. Yep. Rest in peace, Tierra. Rest in peace, Tierra, always and forever. On that note, we out.